You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's your friendly neighborhood Poop the Bar here. That's right. It's me. It's me. It's PTB. Wanted to give you a little heads up on this episode. We had some technical difficulties with uh, with Discord. Thanks, Discord. Uh, and uh, lost the first, like, ten minutes of the episode where um, the guys basically talked about, because uh, I hadn't shown up yet. I know. Irresponsible tech that I am. But uh, the guys talked basically about, like, kicking off WrestleMania. They talked a little bit about Cody and everything. Uh, but the audio quality was terrible. There was something that went wrong with Discord. So I chopped it away, and we're going to pick up in the middle of the conversation. Don't worry. You'll get acclimated quickly. Take it away, boys. All right, so I think where we left off after the technical difficulties was, what, Tom's question about who we thought was going to do the what <clears throat> with the who's he what's it's? I know what yeah. it was. No, oh, okay. I didn't think The Undertaker was coming out when the lights went out. I didn't think bray wyatt either um just because the, the thought never entered into my head like I, I i completely forgot that bray wyatt was a thing and that we had talked about him uh, i don't know why it didn't pop into my head it just didn't uh when the lights went out i honestly thought it was a swerve i was expecting to hear here comes the money ah uh, that would have been the fucking I, I, worst I just, thing ever I I just thought, like, okay, lights are out. I didn't think Taker. Bray didn't enter into my mind. I th- I really thought, yep, here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes the ultimate ha-ha, laffy-taffy moment from Vince McMahon. He's going to be back there pissing his depends. <laughs> his butt off. Ha-ha-ha. Oh, I swear to everybody, you're a bunch of nerds. But and- no, Cody Rhodes came out, and I was very happy. And I think that that's why this year's WrestleMania was a success. And, and and I can say that unequivocally. Was it a top 10 WrestleMania? You nah. could make an argument. Was it, Mm-mm. you know, top five? No. Um, was it no. good? It was. Was it entertaining? <sighs> it was. Did I come away no. feeling regretful that I watched it? Not at all. No. Um, nope, probably, not probably the best one that they've done in at least five years, maybe more. Um, now that, I'll let's say this. I... I have never been happier with an end of night one than I was at the end of night one this year. I didn't feel bad in the slightest that somebody didn't go on last, that it wasn't a title last, that it wasn't this, that, or the other thing. Not even a tidbit. I don't care that we didn't get black trunks. Don't care. There was a legit match, and I'll fight anybody, who, who is like, oh, well, was it a real match? But nope, bullshit. Bell rang, one, two, three, bell rang. And it wasn't just ham hock, ham hock, ham hock, stunner, beer bash, one, two, three, it's over. This was a legit match. Stone Cold took some legit bumps. Mm-hmm. He took a suplex outside the ring. On the floor. He gave a suplex. That's outside the ring. He gave a suplex on the ramp yeah. to Kevin Owens. He took, he took bumps. This wasn't just a smackaroonie, smackaroonie, it's over. I was disappointed 0% in everything that transpired in that main event. I thought it was amazing. 
I thought it was magical. I could not have been happier. And I don't think it's a slight to Kevin Owens at all to no. walk away from that match being pinned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Doesn't matter how old Steve Austin is. Doesn't matter that he's been 19 years away since his last match. For not having a match in 19 years and for being as old as he was, he looked amazing. And I think that does more for Kevin Owens as a heel than just having a regular match at WrestleMania against a random ass opponent. You're... Because I think Kevin Owens' stock has skyrocketed after that because not only did you have a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're the last person, and you can put that on your freaking resume, I'm the last person to have a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. We had it at WrestleMania. It was the main event of night one at WrestleMania, and it was a legit match. We took bumps outside the ring. We took bumps on the ramp. It was fantastic. It, it really was refreshing to see that night. First of all, Stone Cold getting treated well, which of course he always does. But, but, but my point is like he got treated well. The match was anyone who anyone who has said online or, or in anything and said it wasn't a real match. There was nothing not real about it. Like there was, it was, it was all there. It was, it was a lot of fun. It gave, it gave me the good feelies and it was, it was, it was great. The, like, it just, like, how do you hate that? How do you possibly hate on seeing Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold stunner versus stunner? Like, how do you hate that? My favorite part of the whole thing was during the the KO show before the match, whenever he was talking to, to Stone Cold and Stone Cold just like broke the fourth wall staring at the fucking camera. I don't yeah. know why the look on his face. I laughed so hard. It's it's kind of almost fitting that I that I ended up using the uh, the thing in the discord that I have there. Um, but uh, but it, he kind of he kind of did have that uh, that that kind of old man esque like get off my lawn sort of like look like boy you're dumber than a fucking sack of doorknobs like I you know like he he looked like just any moment that he could snap off at, at KO. Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was exactly a, you know, a really good for, for the fact that he hadn't wrestled in 19 years. Um, it, you know, I thought it was a perfectly fine, well put together match, you know, having it be a, uh, having it be like a street fight where they could, you know, go outside the ring and just throw blows and not have to take as many in ring bumps, you know, smart choice on them. Um, and uh, it, and it wasn't too long, and it wasn't a fucking squash, fucking you know. Oh, here I am, you know, kick, stunner, beer bath, middle fingers, blah, go home. It, you know, yep. it, it was good. It was really good. Was. I was I was surprised. I, I was surprised how well it looked for how long he had been away. So I'm I'm really happy that it turned out that way. And and I was starting to say, or uh, I was starting to say earlier, getting back to it, like you could, there 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 could be some argument, you know, in hindsight, should uh, should Becky and Bianca have main evented or not? You could make that argument. I'm not going to say one way or the other. I, I'm just saying I was happy with night one overall, and and the fact that it ended on that high note <laughs> that it did, you know, you sent the fans home happy night one, and and you sent them home the 
the the Texas fans home with Stone Cold. Like, yeah, I if if they knew that the oh, I mean, they had to have known. Like, if Vince knew that that's how he wanted to end night one, good on him for doing that. If they would have ended on just a KO show and it would have been you know kick stunner, middle fingers, beer bath, go home, then I probably would have had a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more of a problem with them ending it that way. Um, but the fact that we got a legit match out of it, that, that was uh, stupendous. What, what's See, in- I'll, I'll make the argument though. I'll make the argument. Oh, go ahead. That, that, that Bianca and Becky should not have gone on last. Okay. Not compared to what we got. I, I don't think so. Well, because okay. I'll but tell I'm, you, I could tell you hundred percent equivocally. What I will been- take away from this. What? If it had been just the segment, would you still say that? No. Okay, that's why I'm saying. I would not say that. I was going to say, being the fact that we got a match, yeah, yeah. What we got, I will make the argument that that should have gone on last. Because it was exactly what needed to happen at the end of that WrestleMania. And there are years ahead when we, hopefully, are still doing this stupid little podcast and we reflect back on past WrestleManias, there are two things that I will take away from this WrestleMania that I will not forget that will have been burned into my memory, and it has nothing to do with Bianca and Becky. Not that their match wasn't good. I thought it was. But that's not what I'm going to remember this WrestleMania for. I'm going to remember this WrestleMania for Cody Rhodes coming back, and I'm going to remember this WrestleMania for Kevin Owens' face when he rolled his eyes when Stone Cold Steve Austin brought that quad out, when he brought <laughs> oh, that yeah. quad out and that camera went onto Kevin Owens' face and he was sitting in that chair and he gave that, he made that face and rolled his eyes. I don't it's, know. I can't remember the last, last time I laughed that hard. It, yeah. it, it, that was utterly hysterical. Perfect. Like, and that's why I'm glad that they're finally kind of giving Kevin Owens a platform. He's a genius. And, yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're giving it to him because he does this. It doesn't matter who you put him in that ring with. You put him in the ring with nope. Ezekiel, and he will uh, somehow make it fucking entertaining. Let's talk about that on the nope. next episode, because holy oh, yeah. crap. we oh, yeah. Please don't harsh my buzz coming off of this WrestleMania with that well, shit. Can, you, can I bring you, up... Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, We're not talking I know about Ezekiel earlier, right now. We're not. with the technical difficulties that we had and everything, which, sorry about that, listeners, and to my fellow podcasters, but the the thing that I really loved, and obviously Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Stone Cold, like all that. The thing that I loved the most it was seeing this new version of Edge. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. It feels yeah, that was like, good. It feels like like a, a like a successor to Gangrel. It feels you know. It feels like this just awesome thing the music is perfect for it i just don't like people calling it if you bought the house of black at aldi oh yeah no no that's 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 not what this is going to be i think it's going to be different i don't think that's what this is going to be this i feel is the is is a rebranding of edge because the new music the new look the new way he handles himself the saunter to the ring he doesn't you know there's no pot like there's no you know hands up in the air and fireworks there's none of that like this is a chris jericho style rebrand that edge hasn't done for a while 
Edge has gone from face to heel, face to heel, back and forth in the past, but he's had the same music. He's had the same come out, same entrance ramp pose, same slide into the ring. Whether or not he was a face or a heel, there have been subtle differences, but this is a complete 180 shift change for him that puts the Edge character in a place that we haven't seen before. I believe this is a whole new whole new character arc for him that is completely different than what we have gotten out of past edges probably since he was brood edge and then broke off into uh the five second pose or the you know the the, whatever that pose edge was like he went from brood edge to that this we haven't seen a shift in his character arc like this in a long time so this is a very good refresh for him um a quick a quick note uh kind of going back something i forgot to mention about night one that i was also pleasantly surprised by um even though he's still a walking pile of human waste uh, and a walking oh, dumpster dear. fire um, oh my. i will give credit where credit is due and say that logan paul has had some uh, really really good in-ring athletic ability and he much like bad bunny uh you know last year fucking logan paul surprised me and um and, and I love I love the uh the the double turn there. Um I, I love the fact that Miz turned on him at the very end. Now I don't know if I didn't watch Raw, um, but I had heard some things like I, I had heard about uh uh a segment with Edge and with Damian Priest, which we'll get to in in the next episode and stuff. And I and I like Ransom had mentioned about the Cody promo. Um I, I don't know if that end up making Miz a face an uber face for for going over you know a real life heel like logan paul or if that you know cemented him as an even more a bigger snake in the grass um but we'll get to that on the next episode but i i, I really enjoyed yes to both of those <laughs> but i really i really enjoyed uh i i really enjoyed uh watching watching that match be put together um, I was I was a little surprised that they didn't have the Mysterios go over, uh, but you know it is what it is. I got swerved, whatever. Um, Beef, what are some of your thoughts on what we've been talking about? You've been I think uncharacteristically quiet. Yeah, I think that this is the longest time I've gone without talking on this podcast, and I, I figured, I'm okay I, figured with that. I figured you were just finishing dinner. So nope, nope. I've been done for since since, since I started. Um, okay. No, I mean, and, and I mean, my, my original point is still floating out there in cyberspace, but don't worry, I'll get back around to it. Um, actually, I may as well finish it. So uh, the reason I think that, that, that this WrestleMania was so successful is because it delivered on the, um, the expectations that we set upon it. Like, we knew that Cody Rhodes was coming. We knew that Bianca Belair should win. We 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 knew that Stone Cold should wrestle. Like all of those things happened, and and like for once there was no stupid swerve, there was no stupid like gotcha. No, like it 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 it, it said here's what you have been wanting, and we're like yes, this is what we want. So except for Charlotte and Ronda, <laughs> I'll get to those in a minute. Um, <laughs> but like. In in terms, so basically they're doing, and and I, I don't want to make it seem like I didn't enjoy WrestleMania because I did. I thought it was great. I enjoyed both nights. Uh, I thought it was good, and I enjoyed both nights. But 
you know, they're they're we're we're, we're basically giving them um, carte blanche for the status quo. We're saying, hey, you did exactly what we expect you to do, and we love it. So that uh, you know is, is neither here nor there, I suppose. Um, where it did not deliver was the main events. Uh, Charlotte and Rhonda was weird, off kilter, and the mm-hmm. wrong person won. Mm-hmm. Because we know that Charlotte's probably just going to lose a backlash, and once again, Charlotte Flair w- wins on the big stage, and the person who needs to win doesn't win. The, the, you know, she she wins on the B show because you can't make Charlotte Flair look bad. I hope that she just disappears. I don't want her to go to, to AEW. I don't want her to be involved with WWE. I just want her gone. I don't care where. I don't care what she does. I you know she could be a muck of movies, modeling, you know fucking donate her plastic body to fucking science. I don't care. I want her gone because she has no business in the ring with some other Ronda Rousey who's a legit fucking uh, ticket seller. And then you have Charlotte Flair who there's nothing legit about her. Night 2 main event, uh, Roman and Brock, they kept saying was the biggest main WrestleMania event of all time. They basically just worked finisher the whole fucking match and and i get that that's kind of what brock and roman has been but we 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 know that both of them can go above that so i don't see a reason why it had to lean so hard into signatures and finishers i that was not the best wrestlemania main event of all time it no. wasn't even close i i heard a i heard a report i don't know if this is where you're going with it poot but i um they're they're the pictures that i think somebody had floated in the group chat and had been making their way online, it, it looked like maybe Roman got injured. So at the I, very end of the match, yeah, it, it was it was due to the Kimura, so it had nothing to do with the match. Well, what one my... thing before one thing before I go into the ten minutes without talking, I appreciate Steve Austin, I really do, and I'm not going to rain on anybody's praying. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. I'm glad that everybody enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a fine match. I thought it was fun. Kevin Owens can wrestle a fucking broom and make it look amazing, so I'm not surprised. But, like, Taker won his last match. Stone Cold won his last match. This is the business where you're supposed to go out on your back. Vince McMahon, in theory, won his last match. Like, at what point did we stop going out on our backs? Yeah. Can I ask a serious question? And it might sound, it might sound jackassy, but I don't, I don't mean it to be. This is, in all seriousness, a legit mm-hmm. question for you, Beef. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Siri? I'm not talking to you. Get away from my life. <laughs> um, the robots are taking over. Oh, Skynet! Is the whole going out on your back? Is that one of those wrestling, whatever you call it, traditions that might be at this juncture a little outdated? You're suggesting it's outdated. Say that again. You're 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 suggesting it's antiquated. Antiquated, I am. outdated. I, I will I will say that a lot wrestling has evolved a lot over time. We've seen a lot of different evolutions in wrestling. We've seen wrestling go from you know a scoop slam being a big deal to a flying elbow off the top rope being a big deal to a swanton off a ladder being a big deal, and it just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. Is is the evolution of wrestling 
gone to the point where we don't need to have the time-honored tradition of going out on your back. Is that one of those things that we can say, look, yes, that was how wrestling worked at one time, but it's pivoted to now, if Stone Cold would have gone out on his back at this juncture here, and Kevin Owens would have gone over, is, would that have been best? That would have been wrestling tradition, but would that have been best? Uh, you know, it, 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 what it is, is it's, it's not too much tradition. And, and I, and I, I hear what you're saying. And, and I, you know, the notion is kind of antiquated. The, I think the idea behind it is the principle <sighs> that you want your current big thing to put over the next big thing. Um, so in, in reality, I don't think that needs to be a pinfall or at least not your last pinfall. The Undertaker put over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30 and he's gone on to fucking what have two or three, four or five more WrestleMania matches after that, that he has went over except for Roman Reigns. So like, you know, he, he, he didn't need to put somebody over in his last match. And honestly, I know I, I, I. I know I, I know I threw this out there in relation to the Austin match, but I really think that Stone Cold winning was the right thing to do. And I think that, you know, Kevin Owens was about as over as you could get. I don't think that him winning that match versus Stone Cold would have benefited him at all. Right. And like 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 I've said before, and we've we've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it again. Uh it's not it when it comes to winning and losing a match, it's not about who goes over. It's about getting over. So you can still lose and still get over like KO got a huge rub from being in the ring with stone cold and having the match that he did regard winner, win or lose. It doesn't matter whose pin, whose shoulders got pinned to the mat. They both got over like hands down and, and KO benefited so much more. If KO would have won, like that crowd would have been just fucking the, the crowd, the, the life would have been sucked out of the crowd. I mean, he maybe would have gotten some more heat or heat on him or whatever. Um, but, you know, moving forward, like, OK, I, I don't know what he did on Raw now or whatever. Um, again, we'll get into our we'll get into that in episode two. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, it, Regardless, you can still he can still move forward, um, you know, w- without much trouble. Um, night two, since since we kind of started segueing to that, uh, night two didn't feel <laughs> as stupendous. And I know we're all sick of that word. Um, it didn't feel as big as night one did. Um, it, it, night two was more fun in a way like fun and just funny and just kind of a little out there um i know i know ransom has already expressed his thoughts on this in the in the group chat and i'm gonna touch on it the the johnny knoxville Sami Zayn match is it a match that we necessarily needed at wrestlemania no not not really um the fact that we had it um, I, I will, I, I see both people's points of view when we, when we talked about it in the group chat, I, I'm with you on this one beef where because it, because we got it and this is like, here's what it is. You're getting this. Like, there's no way around it. 
it, it, it was, was the best. It, it was the best version of it, what that yes, could have been. Exactly, and and the like, and and you you had to know that there was going to be fucking you know uh, the the rest of the jackass crew getting involved. I I was pleasantly surprised by seeing Wee Man scoop slam uh, Sami Zayn. I I was like I was like oh god. There was a moment where I was like he's going to break his neck. And then he didn't. And I'm like, oh, thank God, sweet baby Jesus. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad Sammy didn't get hurt there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was pretty much what it needed to be for that particular situation. So, uh, you know, the. Uh, the the Edge and AJ Styles match was awesome. You know, the main event felt like it was probably cut by like a good five to ten minutes. Because uh, they did go off the air a little early, and uh, but I, my my biggest hangup with night two was the uh, the Austin Theory and uh, Pat McAfee match. Not so much that match itself because it was awesome, um, but after the fact, with 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 the Vince McMahon shenanigans. Not even shenanigans. Vince McMahon beat. Pat McAfee in a WrestleMania match. I'll repeat that for posterity. Vince McMahon defeated Pat McAfee in a WrestleMania match after McAfee and Austin Theory had a tremendous match. I'll say it. They had a really good fucking match. Yep. Vince McMahon being almost 80 years old, fucking sweating through his suit, had no reason or discourse to be in that ring. Or at the very least, to be in a recognized match. There's no reason that the exact unfoldings couldn't have happened where McMahon and Theory beat down Pat and then Austin exactly. comes out and stuns like you could have done that without yeah, McMahon but, putting himself over. But, exactly. Well, but the thing is McMahon wanted to do it because you had things like Stone Cold and you have the return of Cody Rhodes, and I think he just wanted to be part of the pomp and circumstance. And also did anyone else see Mick Foley's reaction to the worst stunner ever? Yep. Uh, oh, no, my. I didn't. It was please post it post it in Discord for me if you get it a was chance. Cause... Fucking gleeful. The seeing a man genuinely belly laugh. <laughs> it's and, so bad uh, oh. that it it becomes good at a certain Yo, point. Like it's it's like it's it's so bad it's funny. I you know? no one has I, taken I more stunners than McMahon. How did he fuck that up? Well, no. McMahon, how did McMahon fuck that up? He's 70 He's million years old. years old. Yeah, right. exactly. Fair enough, fair the enough. man is mostly made of dust and creatine. Like, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he is too. He like that's the thing is that like he looked good, like he physically looks good, but then you see him do anything, and you can tell that it's that he's like 80. it's like it's like someone trying to like it's like watching a baby deer learn how to walk. Like it, it was. <laughs> It was just tragic and sad. And this it, is the danger with doing that one last little thing. You do that yep. one last little thing. You you go in there one last time and you'll either pull it off like Stone Cold did, like Ric Flair did. I still stand by the same. His last match was against Shawn Michaels. That that the I'm sorry. I love you match like. But, oh, but yeah. then you have you have McMahon coming and do this and and he he looks abysmal he gave the daintiest little punt of a football ever. And yeah. then taking that stunner, it just, I was like, there's no way someone could take a worse stunner than Donald Trump. Well, by God, McMahon had to beat him at that too. Yep. Uh, it, and it, the fact was, is like, 
it felt like it dragged on forever. Like it just, it was so unnecessary. It, the the having the actual bell ring, having it be an official match was unnecessary. Like Beef said, we could have, you, you could have just had, you know, uh, Vincent and Theory just fucking beat the shit out of uh, Pat for a while or whatever. Not necessarily nearly as long as all that other shit went on. I I, I will give McMahon credit. Like we said, he likes to you know keep us on our toes. He teased getting in the ring and take taking the coat off, and then he's like, "No, I'm not going to do it." Then he did it, and then I'm not. Like, yeah, okay, I'm actually going to do it. The coat comes off. That the build up to it was good, but I it, it went on way too long. But I mean, ultimately at the end of it, we got a bit of a payoff, you know, with Stone Cold and the stunners to all around to everybody. That that was great. I, I got to say. Theory took an amazing stunner and fucking Pat sold. I, I'm going to argue this. Pat McAfee sold that stunner as good as or better than whenever the rock has super sold the stunner. Rance, I'm going to say that right there. Rance. Uh, well, and the thing is like ransom, you want to talk about belly laughs to people like selling and stuff. The shot of McAfee laying on his back. Drinking the beer. Yes. His oh beer. my God. Yes. Oh my God. I, I want to walk back a previous statement that I made. There are three things that I'll remember from this. Yes. The yes. Cody debut KO rolling his eyes and the camera shot of McAfee after he got stunned and rolled out of the ring, he still had the wherewithal to have a beer with him uh-huh. and to be on the floor, damn near almost feigning unconsciousness, drinking and not just pouring the beer into his mouth, moving his mouth too, like he was drinking beer. That <laughs> was I will always and forever <laughs> remember that. That was that amazing. was a, a Pat Pat McAfee is another one of those people, just like Kevin Owens. He has the best timing and yep. the best mannerisms. Like this dude is money because of all the people that I've ever seen take a stunner and sell the aftermath of a stunner. I, I've never seen that before. And for Pat McAfee to have the wherewithal to do that. Perfect. It was perfect. Everything about that, that Pat McAfee Everything about his involvement, I was a fan of, except for the actual match with Vince McMahon. That, and I'll echo Beef's statement, hang on, that was unnecessary. You could have just had the beatdown. The match itself was unnecessary. Looking at what Pat McAfee did in the ring with Austin Theory, and then looking at the god-awful clotheslines that he was taking from Vince McMahon... It makes it unbelievable. It, like, I know, and I, breaking I have gotten, hold on, no, no, hold on. I have gotten into arguments on this show, off this show, in person, in chat with Beef many, many times. And they've always been on the argument of Beef telling me, this is wrestling. You need to be able to suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. But... I just, I don't know how you argue that here. After seeing what Pat did and then seeing the abysmal looking clotheslines that Vince McMahon, he barely would touch Pat McAfee with a clothesline because if Pat McAfee would legit run into Vince McMahon's clothesline, he would have knocked McMahon over. Vince McMahon couldn't take a kick to the abdomen to set up a stunner without dropping down to one knee. If Pat McAfee would have legit ran into one of those clotheslines, 
he would have still been on his feet and Vince McMahon would have been a pile of dust on the mat. To see him take those clotheslines, I can't suspend my disbelief and not go, oh, this is just horrendous and atrocious and this is stupid. Agreed. I can't suspend uh, I just, my disbelief for that. I just, I just read, literally read an article that uh, said that the this is a McMahon idea. Like him wrestling was, was, was a Vince idea. No and he's shit. been planning for mo- months. The... Um, the creative team was like, nope, that's a terrible idea, Vince. Don't do it. And, but like, you know, people were laughing at him how bad the match was, how bad the stomach was. But he's like, well, people are enjoying it. That's all that matters. It's like, all right, well. No, we're not laughing with you, Vince. We're, we're laughing, laughing at, at you. you. There's yep. a difference. But uh, outside of that, and, and I can literally, like, the Charlotte Rousey match was passable. I, I, I'm not thrilled with it, but it was okay. The Roman Brock match, the yes, the, yeah, the Roman it, Brock match was not their truest form. Like if you and I, yes, I realized that this was seven years ago, but you look back at what they did at WrestleMania 31, where they got Roman over without <laughs> Roman winning, where they made Brock look strong and lose. Like uh, they they and, and they made Rollins' career. All three guys were made at that match. Like, that was probably the best that I've seen Brock and Roman. And yes, again, I realized it was seven years ago. But, I mean, still, it, they they just weren't there. And so it's disappointing to have those two men events not click. But outside of those little minor flaws, I was very entertained by WrestleMania. I thought it was, I'll say it, very good. Uh, I think that, that, that there were several memorable matches, which... You know, from the last what five, six WrestleManias, we haven't had those. Right. So the mm-hmm. fact that we have these, these, these things in our mind that are going that, that you know that, that that you can see on the opening slates of WrestleMania in the future. You know, the boyhood dream of Shawn Michaels. You know, the the um, the uh, the immovable force meet the unstoppable object. You know, this like those moments could show up on that that opening placard of WrestleMania, and I'd be like, yep, that fits. So I'm going to have a dissenting opinion, and it's not a very big dissenting opinion, but I, I wasn't disappointed in the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match. It was what I, ex- what I envisioned and expected it to be. And I don't know if that had to do with, with you know, Beef's encouragement not to get my hopes up, or whether or not I've seen just enough... Brock Lesnar matches to know I I expected it to be a signature move finisher move spot fest and there were pepperings of other things that happened in that match that I frankly didn't expect to happen now I wasn't blown away by it but I didn't walk away from that match going oh I was expecting it to be more or well I was disappointed because it wasn't this I, I expected it to be exactly what it was but the problem I'm is, saying, I'm not saying they couldn't have done better. I agree with you; they could have done better. And like you said, you hearkened back to that that triple threat WrestleMania with the Seth Rollins cash in. They could have done better. I was not expecting better. But when you build a match as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, and we knew that that was a farce, you know, we, you know, well, they build Cena Rock as once in a lifetime happened twice. <laughs> they true. build one of the Blood Money matches as as big as WrestleMania. Didn't even watch it. I know that their billings are are buzzword bullshit hype. 
So I don't pay attention to any of that. Yeah, could, we could have probably played a drinking game for uh, for as many times as they said stup- the most stupendous WrestleMania. So. Yeah, I mean, for all the times that they've built something as the biggest, the best, never before seen, <laughs> once in a lifetime ever, like, okay, no. I, I, don't, I don't buy into any of that WWE marketing horseshit anymore. So I wasn't expecting this to be the biggest WrestleMania event in the world ever. <clears throat> it had never been seen again. Nothing will ever top it, but bing, bong, bang. It was what I thought it was going to be. I, I, looking back on it, yes, I agree with Beef. It could have been better. But I did not hype it up in my head to be a grandiose spectacle of amazing, <coughs> you know, leave, leave my mouth agog nonsense. Yeah. I, I will say I'm, I was glad to see that the, uh, that the Usos weren't down there and didn't get involved. Uh, I, I, you know, you had a, you had a little bit of involvement with Paul, uh, pushing the, pushing the rope, uh, you know, cl- a little bit closer to, to Roman. So he could grab it whenever he was, can, whenever he was in the submission lock, you know, we, there. I was fine. I was fine with the Paul Heyman involvement. We, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. agree. Can we, I'm glad that there was no, no, we can't. I'm glad that there was no Uso involvement. <laughs> that, that was yeah, refreshing to see. That like, was, hey, that was Roman didn't walk away with the belt again, once again, for the 400th time because of the friggin' Usos. Yeah, I mean, yes, the, he did. He did heal things. He used the low blow, you know. Sure. But, uh, but you expect that because he's a fucking heel. Uh, right. What can now we, we can? Now, now we, can. we can. Now we can. Oh, we can. The, no, we I can. was gonna say, can we just take yeah, a second? Yeah, we can. When I'm, we can when I'm done can talking we, about it. Can we? Uh, can we take a can second we? and appreciate how fucking good Paul Heyman is? Oh yeah. Like. I, no doubt in my mind. Just he like, never disappoints. My God, he like the the yelling, my you know my tribal the, the chief. Head of the table, like him just saying that stuff to like rally Roman. It's yes. the most sniveling fucking heel work, pander. It's so good. And the thing is, it's not like someone. It is Paul Heyman playing a character, but like you look and go, I'll bet you Paul Heyman's like that in real life. Like you just, that's bit. how good he is at, at that work. And that match, my, my friend Brandon sent me a message immediately after that. And he was like, that was dumb. And I'm like, for me, yeah, the finisher, 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 suplex, suplex, finisher, finisher, finisher. It's played out, but I know both those guys can work more than that. But like when you have the immovable force against the irresistible you know, the irresistible fir- force versus the immovable the object. What do you, what do you do? I mean, you you have to throw like do that kind of stuff. That's the problem is that they're both at that level where it's like, what are they going to do? A collar elbow tie up? Now, like you know it. So I well, thought, I mean, okay, look, it's, Hogan is it was great? Billed. Is it great? But it told a story. Yeah. yeah. Hulk Hogan was billed as one of the greatest of all time. Nothing he did in the ring. Was whatever knocked anybody's socks off, ever? Yeah, I mean I, he's built as one of the greatest of all time, and his in-ring work was probably some of the most boring shit ever. Now, so I mean, no, I think it was. I think it was exactly what I expected it to be. I, I yes, I, fair I, point, I, and 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 you're right because you know that that that's actually a really smart callback because Hogan knew about moments like yeah hogan matches aren't gonna knock you off but like there are so many great moments in hogan mania matches 
Hogan, sl Hogan slamming Andre, like uh, a Hogan and the Warrior, like, you know, face-to-face. -face. Hogan and the Rock, face-to-face. -face. Like, Hogan knew about moments. He knew how to make moments. Um, I I'll, I'll never forget when I would talk to my buddy John, who worked in KCW with Kato, and he talked to me about working smarter, not harder. If you can get the adulation of the crowd and get the crowd on their feet with the movement of your facial muscles for the same that somebody else would need to do a fucking Canadian destroyer for no contest. You, you know, you work, you got, and you, you, you use, you know, what, what you're bringing to the table. So yeah, you know, the, and Poot's point, they, they did tell a good story uh, with the help of Paul Heyman. Um, they, they knew that it's about moments and I think that there were, you know, good moments there. I just like, I, you know, to me, I, I wish that that main event was at a different level. I think if that main event was at a different level and the Charlotte and Ronda, Ronda Rousey match was at a different level, I think that this mania would be even higher on the, 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 the chopping block as it were. I, the... Charlotte looked awkward and, yeah. and, <sighs> And I don't know. Maybe I try to block out enough of Charlotte in my head. And I know Beef has has talked on the podcast before in the past, not not recently, because we all know his disdain for Charlotte Flair. But he talked about her getting better. She's trying, she's, but man, she's trying, but she's not the caliber of Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. They don't look awkward in the ring. They they look fluid. They look like everything that they're doing is 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 working fluidly. There are so many times in so many different, even in recent history, so many different times in Charlotte Flair matches where moves she gives looks awkward, bumps she takes look awkward, her mannerisms look awkward, and just to hear her mannish voice. Ugh! grunting and groaning around it's just awkward uh, they're i don't know <laughs> i don't know what it is no you're right it, could it could it just be sometimes it could it not necessarily be how bad she is or not but it could it be just the chemistry because we've seen becky and charlotte have matches together and it and, and it be awkward but then we've seen sasha and charlotte have matches and they look awesome maybe I, I don't know maybe maybe it's just the chemistry whoever she's in there with whatever like uh, Rhonda, i mean like i think it has to do with who's like who she's wrestling too because i love becky becky is like all not not all charisma she's like 75 percent charisma 25 percent wrestling sasha's more along like 65 35 30, 65 wrestling yeah. 35 so i mean i think i think i I think that the, the reason that Sasha and Charlotte look good is because Sasha could carry those matches. I think that Becky and Charlotte, and the other thing with Becky and Charlotte is they have heat. They have like honest to God real life heat. Yep. When you have honest to God real life heat, one of two things happen: you either have an incredible match that like you can feel the tension, or it is the drizzling shits. Yeah, um, but, I've uh, seen enough. I've seen enough Charlotte Flair matches to see. Even when she's in the ring with people that are good, and it has nothing to do with with how good her opponent is, you know, it has nothing to do with 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 how Sasha gives a move or how Sasha takes a move. I still see these awkward moments with Charlotte, and it's all her. 
it's her mannerisms. It's her delivery of a move. It's her selling of a move. It's a bump that she takes or the way that she moves in the ring. Like, I just think she's awkward. I just think she's awkward. The, it, it, I don't, I don't, she's I, not the caliber of other people. And she, I get her, it. Her in-ring ability. She's a, her in-ring ability kind of has had a bell curve. You know, she was really green, really green. And then it's like, oh, okay. You know, we see her do the moonsaults and we, and we see her do this stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. She can do that. But it's almost like she's getting sick of it. Does that make sense? Maybe, maybe that, maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, See, I I don't necessarily think that because I've seen wrestlers get sick of it before, and their work looks more lackadaisical and lazy, not awkward. I don't know if she's. You know what? I can't say that. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. She's. She's sick of this or sick of that or not not in the moment. Maybe it is, and that's what leads to the awkwardness. But I've seen people tank matches before, and they look like they just don't care, or they look like they've given up, or they look like they're not interested. They don't look awkward. But maybe that's her that maybe that's her being disinterested lends to her awkwardness in the ring. I don't know. Whatever it is, I echo Beef's statement. I hope she goes away. I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't help that you have. Uh, yes, Ronda Rousey may you know have name power, uh, but but her in ring ability, although you know uh, I'm sure she's improved from whenever she first got in the ring, it still leaves a lot to be desired. So it, it doesn't help. Compared it to doesn't her peers, yeah, it, better, it does better than Charlotte. I I I think oh, better than Charlotte. Yeah. Okay, the, listen. Yes, I know. Listen. I, the, I hate. I the only hate thing Charlotte I'll say. The only thing I'll say about Rousey is she needs to learn to <laughs> shut the fuck up and do her job. That's what I can't stand about the Rousey matches. That she's constantly like flapping at the gum. She's always saying something. Listen. Like keep I, your mouth shut and just do let let your wrestling do the talking. I can't stand Charlotte being in the in the spotlight as much as any one of the three of you, but I don't think that Ronda's in ring ability is better than Charlotte's. I I gotta firmly disagree with you on that and uh I, like i said she I'll give awkward, though. like you know oh you know that she, she was does. an mma fighter right <laughs> like that that that, that yeah, you know like i'm, like that, I'm like, aware yes, and and and, and that <sighs> mma is not just stand-up fighting it's also like jujitsu and I'm throws aware. and clutches all of which incorporate into her moveset brilliantly i think ronda is years ahead of where she should be and i think charlotte flair is years behind where she should be well, I no, I I'll echo that statement. Okay, okay. I I, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to be too sour, uh. But I will I will say one one really really good point to take away from it, and uh, and Beef said it um about the about the Brock and Roman match is they told a great story, um as, as did many other matches from both nights, um but it, it, this. This is what something that we always talked about that they finally fucking follow through on. And I'm so happy that they did. Long term good storytelling. You had the 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 Brock and and uh, Roman story has been going on for seven years now. It goes back all the way to the to the heist of the century match. You know, like it, it's been going on for a long long time. Um, the fact that you add the layer of Paul Heyman 
you know, when Roman returned, you know, being his, uh, being <sighs> his counsel or whatever. Um, if, if you, if you haven't watched the, uh, the evil series on Peacock yet, um, I highly suggest that I've watched a few. And one of the ones I watched was the one about Roman Reigns. And it was really interesting. I didn't know that when Paul weaseled his way into the business, and that's not an exaggeration, he bullshitted his way into the business. Um, he said to the people that looked after him were uh, Afa and uh, Sika, uh, you know, Roman's actual family. Uh, he's like, so I was with Roman's family before Roman was even with his family. And I was like, wow, that adds just that extra layer going, you know, just feeling this long term storytelling here. And I really, really hope that going forward here after Mania, that they can keep up with that, especially in Roman's angle here. Uh, you know, but I hope but I hope that they that they do this with more people and that we don't just get a lot of short sighted quick cash grab fucking bullshit story disconnect that doesn't make sense. Um, again, I did not watch Monday Night Raw, so I don't know if my prayers are answered or not, but I know that's something that we'll get more into with the second episode. Speaking of, we're probably at about that time, so be a good time to wrap up the WrestleMania talk. Uh, if anybody has anything else that they'd like to add that's pertinent, now is your forum. No, nah, not really. I mean, it it was it was nice to feel a good feeling about WWE, even for two nights. Yes, it was really good. It it was good to watch it and feel like a kid again. It was like to be excited about WWE products. So, but we'll talk more yeah. about the fallout after the fact on the next episode, all of our sponsors down in the description, either on the audio or on the YouTube. So you go ahead and check that out and you give us your opinion as well about on WrestleMania and things. Thank you for all of those sponsors. And we'll, we'll give them a bigger burrito at the end of the next episode. Bye. <laughs>